Brad Klein, back. Very exciting. Uh, Matt Bonaparte and Brad Klein with you. Dino Babers, Matthew Bergeron, Garrett Schrader, Michael Jones, they all said a bunch of things at the ACC kickoff today. Brad and I will break down to you everything uh, that we deem important. It's all on Locked On Syracuse. Our Locked On Syracuse, your daily podcast on the Syracuse Orange. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Matt Bonaparte, Brad Klein with you here on this wonderful Thursday morning. It's Lockdown Syracuse. Thank you for making Lockdown Syracuse. Today we are free and available wherever you get your podcasts. Brad, we're glad to have you back. Um, so the ACC kickoff was today. I am recording this. We are recording this right after it. Um, <clears throat> you're listening to it on Thursday morning. There are plenty of quotes, plenty of videos flying around, people saying that nobody was there for Syracuse. Not true. <laughs> plenty of people in the room for Syracuse. I can attest I was there. Um, what we're going to do on today's show uh, is I've got seven videos of because I went out there, and if you didn't listen to our podcast, it was, what, Monday or last Friday? Um, I don't know. It was a few pods ago. Where Brad and Friday. I wrote down, it's Friday. Okay. We wrote down questions that we wanted to hear the answers of at the ACC kickoff. So I went around. I asked Dino, Bergeron, Schrader, and Michael Jones the questions uh, that you the answers to. And we've got the videos to prove that I got the job done and more. Um, some of them weren't oh, yeah. great answers, so we didn't include them. And then I asked other more? questions that for, were even for the, How much more? Just out of curiosity, for the people watching, this much more right there. Oh, oh yeah. Let's go. All right. So if you're and look if at you're that, listening, the media pool, they turned around. Go ahead, Brad. Yeah. So if you're listening on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, if you're not watching on YouTube, uh, you're making a mistake because right now what I'm watching, what I'm looking at is Bones in his just perfection right there with the ACC microphone, ACC Media Day, mid question. And you know what? It's a great photo. It's probably his next profile picture. The thing I love about this photo is that you're talking and you're actually doing stuff. First of all, beard perfect, hair perfect. Uh, you're actually doing stuff and you're in the moment, in the action, but you're mid-word and it didn't come off as a, uh, a bad photo. That's hard to do. Talking, I will still say image, still image, and you're not just making a weird face that's like your lips all over the place, like, you know what I'm saying? That that. That's pretty cool. So it's, uh, Bob it's Bones' there, new profile picture, and it's my new wallpaper on my phone. So that's good, too. <laughs> <laughs> well, Brad, uh, we've got seven videos with some answers to questions. Uh, we don't have one for Michael just because, I don't know, we, we, we have audio that we'll share with you through uh, our own words from Michael, but I have no videos from Michael because his answers weren't the greatest in the world. Um Let's do it. First one up, we'll go for the question that you wanted to hear the most uh, when we were doing this. this. Is the November question? Is it Dino Babers while coaching Syracuse is six and eighteen in November and December combined? 
uh, over his six years. I mean, that is, asked him about it, and uh, this is how it went. Hey, Coach. Happy birthday. Happy belated <laughs> birthday. Thank you very much. What, what else? I mean, where else would you want to spend your birthday except right here with the <laughs> media here in North Carolina representing the ACC? It's awesome. Matt Bonaparte, Locked On Syracuse. In your six years, you've struggled in November and December, 6 and 18. Why have you guys struggled late in the season? And would it be, uh, how much better would it be if you guys were better then than you were in the beginning of the season? I think so when people start talking about scheduling, I mean, struggling late, I wouldn't go there. What I would go there is look at the opponents that we've played. It seems like our schedules are back-ended, and that's okay. You're going to end up playing everybody, but when you acquire some injuries or you're acquiring when the transfer portal came up and all of a sudden people were transferring in the middle of the season, that that can affect your depth. And when you don't have a lot of depth, that that can change, out change, change the outcomes of games later on. We've worked hard on that. We think we've got a really stable foundation right now. Uh, these leaders behind me have done a fantastic job in the offseason in growing up the young people, the underbelly of this football team. And we think that we have the type of team now that can go deep into November and do some of the things that we think we needed to be doing in some of those other years. So All right. he immediately he blames it on two things, right? Yeah. First, he comes out of the gates and says, struggling – I wouldn't go that far, which I think is a little bit crazy. Six and 18 is assuredly struggling. Um, but the, the immediate thing he blames it on is, look, um, okay, let's look at who we play. Um, it's a lot of ACC competition, I'll tell you that much, Brad. Uh, and does the 1-10 in 10 season hurt the, that? Sure. And I think a lot of people would say that's Syracuse was better than its record that season, but even uh, there was a lot of bad losses that that year, including one where Rex Culpepper forgot what down it was that you were there for. Yeah. Um, 2018, of course, is the year that you get a lot of those wins. You get four of those six wins in one season in 2018, which which doesn't help his case. Uh, which is does not crazy. help his case no. in my opinion. Yeah, you take that out, it's two wins. Um, so. Okay, like you played ACC competition. You played people that you're going to have to play every single season. I don't really see the point. Yeah, so I was not happy with the answer. And I, I, it's not the first time I've heard it. It's the second, third uh, third time. And I had to go back and re-listen, re-watch. Because the first time I watched it, he said something midway through. And my brain just shut off. Because it's a complete turnoff. One of the first things he said was, I think our schedule is backloaded. And that's when I checked out for the first time. I checked out there because that is honestly a contradiction of, of what he's been preaching since he got here in 2016. And he's trying to preach accountability and you blame it on a schedule, really? I, and the other thing is, it's not like you... Like, okay, take last year, for example. They play three games in November, none in December. Geo wonder why. And two of them are on the road. Two of them are against ranked teams, NC State and Pittsburgh. You lose those games, fine. You lose at Louisville, fine, even though it was 41-3, to fine. But we're talking about a 6-18, 24-game sample size. At this point, it's not about the schedule. It's about you. Just say, you know what? Yeah, we're not very good in November or December, and that's a problem. 
it's a problem for me personally. It's a problem for the fans. It's a problem for everyone. And we just didn't hear that. Yeah, and he also went to talk about depth, which I actually think is a fair thing to say. And if but he's going to try and defend everyone's himself. Hurt. Everyone's hurt. No, you're, you're right. Not- and I don't. I don't know necessarily that's what he was trying to hint at, trying to say that our depth isn't as good as other teams depth. Uh, and they have to kind of work towards that. I don't, I don't really think he was taking, cause we both thought he was going to do the we're hurt thing. And I don't really think that's what he did. I think instead he went for the, we just, we don't have the longevity. Our team well, can't do Well, that. whose fault is that? Um, you know, so there. Well, he owned up to it a little bit. I think you have to give him that credit. Um, okay. So, before we go any further, let me uh, let me tell you about Built Bar. Maybe uh, Syracuse should eat some of them. They get a little bit more depth. From the people who invented healthy and tasty comes the latest gift to your taste bud. Amazing coconut brownie chunk Built Bar. But guess what? Your friends at Built have given coconut brownie chunk the puffs treatment. That's right. The coconut brownie chunk built bar flavor you love in a deliciously chewy marshmallow covered in 100% real chocolate. Coconut brownie goodness. But stop drooling and listen, they are good for you. Low calorie, low sugar, high protein, and all delicious coconut brownie chunk puffs are only here for a limited time. Go to built.com now to make sure you don't miss out. They're going fast because they taste amazing. Go to built.com, use promo code Lock 15, use promo code Lock 15. All right, Bones. So you're in Charlotte still in the hotel room. Looks pretty nice. But the reason you're there is ACC kickoff, right? So you got the chance to talk to Dino Babers. We'll get back to him in a second. You also got the chance to speak with Matthew Bergeron, who is now one of, if not the de facto captain on the team, especially for the offensive line. I really like your question that we cooked up, but you asked and you executed about the future of Syracuse's offensive line and who sticks out to him. Uh, Enrique Cruz, man. He got all the tools to be one of the best linemen in this conference. He got to figure out a few things, but he got, he got all the tools. And I think this year he's going to be a little bit in the rotation, you know, again, some reps. So, you know, down the stretch, he, I think he'll be a starter for Syracuse for sure. And the offense. There's me following. Um, <laughs> yeah, so I basically I asked him uh, what who, who surprised him, um, and he said uh, Enrique Cruz because obviously Bergeron is now in a position where he's at a training camp, he's at practice, kind of looking around uh, and seeing who's going to be taking his place. One of the video of that Aaron Service upon leaving. Um, was gave him a bunch of leadership skills and gave him some tactics on how to lead. Uh, so hopefully he can mold Enrique Cruz into a guy like that. I like that. And you know what? Matthew Bergeron, not going to be at Syracuse for much longer. This is his last year because the NFL awaits. And I ask you, which NFL stars moves that move the betting line the most starting July 18th? That was already a couple days ago. So we are in full swing. Locked on, giving you the 50 most valuable players in the NFL from the odds makers at Bet Online, available on Locked On NFL wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube. All right, so I've got four more Dino videos, and I've got one more Schrader, and we have one more topic uh, for Michael Jones. Let's go to Schrader here, where he talks about the schedule. 
it's a tough schedule for Syracuse this year. I asked everybody pretty much about the schedule, and they all pretty much gave me the same answer, which you can see in this Garrett Schrader video. Uh, I'm, I'm excited, man. That's the, way I wanted, that's the way you wanted to be. You know, I don't want to play a bunch of cupcake games and guys that are you know, a couple conferences down. But, um, I mean, we're excited. You know, we think we match up against a lot of those teams. You know, Louisville, that's the one that we got to circle right now, first one. And because, uh, you know, history with us has not, not favored our spouse at all. So, uh, but now looking at the way, watching the way Virginia tagged them and the stuff that we missed out we could have done last year, I think uh, we, got, we got a better opportunity than ever to do something special in the this year. Gary, you Garrett okay. also said he guarantees, or maybe it was not guarantees, but it was something of the effect of, I guarantee we'll be in a bowl game this year. Wow. Okay. I like that. I like that confidence from your quarterback. Uh, solid answer, I think. And you can't be apprehensive about the schedule. You need to embrace the challenge. It's a very challenging schedule. It's one of the most challenging schedules in the nation. The first instinct I had when I saw that, he looks like a coach, doesn't he? Now, the beard makes him look older, for sure. But he looks like a coach. I kind of like that, too. But, yeah. I mean, a little bit of a more matured look on Garrett. He did trim yeah. the beard down a little bit. But I get a good vibe from him as the quarterback. It seems like he's a lot more confident right yes. now. Yes. Um, and something else he said at the podium right there that I, I didn't capture but I heard was that this team's leaders compared to last season's, that sure they had the the super seniors of last year and they had a lot of leadership in terms of of the old guys on that team but he kind of said maybe they had that but they didn't have the maturity level that the guys on this team the leaders on this team have so i thought that was pretty uh interesting to hear from yeah uh, and i went to dino with that information right after you make this comment no, he just looked like he had it. I think last year, this time, obviously it wasn't at ACC Media Day. He's new to the program. He's just trying to catch his breath and learn the playbook. But now, not only does he have a grasp on the playbook and the personnel on the program, but I think he has a grasp on himself and who he is as a player in the system. And I think that's the biggest difference, and you were able to sense that in the last video. Yeah, totally. Um, so leadership, a big a quality that a lot of the guys at the media kickoff were, were preaching for Syracuse and uh, Dino Babers did as well. I think that the guys that we have right now here on this trip, Garrett Schrader, Mikhail, Matthew Bergeron, along with some of the guys that are back home who have really done a fantastic job in the offseason. And I think these guys are they're different. They're going about their work differently than some of the teams before them. They remind me more of the 2018 team. Not saying that we can come out and do those type of things because we still got some unproven things we need to be able to handle in the football field. But I like the way this team is together. I like the culture and I like the way they've been working in the offseason. Just be careful if you're Dino Babers, right? You start comparing <laughs> this team to the 2018 team. That's like a Yankee fan comparing this team to the 27 Yankees. Like, okay, Calm down, be be chill. I'm not saying the 2018 Syracuse is that, but might as well be compared to the last few seasons, right? That 10-win Camping World Bowl champion team, and, and Dino Babers hasn't sniffed it since. So, uh, yeah, I'm excited. I'm interested. Maybe I'm holding him to a bit of a higher stand, set the bar even higher for his team on and off the field a second ago. Yeah, I will say being there today 
the team had a bit of, on this team for months, um, but it had a bit more of a, a togetherness feel than it did last year. I mean, think about the guys they brought to this last year. It was Taj Harris, who was off the team in a couple weeks uh, yeah. into the season, Aaron Service and Josh Black, and then, of course, Tino, and they were coming off that 1-10 in 10 year. It was a really uneasy feeling and not a lot of chemistry in the room. I, it was the exact opposite this season. I mean, the guys are confident in their their abilities, and they were talking about the upcoming season in, in a, as an opportunity rather than a challenge. So I think that that was a really good thing for Syracuse. One of the best question marks that SU has this season is the defensive line. Uh, and I think everybody knew that. Everybody knows that, and I asked Dino Babers about it. You got a diamond in the rough last year with Cody Roscoe, the two-star transfer from McNeese State. <laughs> um, what do you look at and, and see in the defensive line this season? Steve Linton, Terry Lockett, Caleb Okachekwu, what should we expect from those guys? You got, we got a whole bunch of guys that play. And they, a lot of them, some of them played last year, but none of them have played a lot. But this is where you, you got young, young cats that are running around. They're fast, they're big. And they just don't know yet. You know how you get that big dog that's in the house. It's growing up. It's a puppy. hasn't grown into its body yet. It's slamming into tables and knocking things off. And you think it's going to be a clumsy big dog all its life. And all of a sudden, a year passed and it gets mature. And now you've got a big old dog that knows exactly what's going on and looks at people cross-eyed when they come in the house and they're not supposed to. Well, that's what we're looking forward to. But we've got to go through that growing stage, that puppy stage with those guys. But I will tell you this, we've got a lot of candidates, which means we can divide those reps up and make sure they're playing lightning fast. And then which one grows up into that big dog that gets to stay out there all the time? We'll have to wait and see. But I think we got a lot of candidates. That's a prime Dino answer. That's Absolutely awesome. prime That's Dino. Awesome. <laughs> I like whenever, whenever Dino says, you know how blank, and then 45 <laughs> seconds later, the, the sentence will end. You know how 45 seconds later, and my answer is always like, no, I, I can't relate to that. You, you know how when you have a dog and he looks at you kind of cross-eyed, like, no, I, I don't know that. I have two cats, and I'm allergic to both of them. So, no, I don't know, I don't know that. <laughs> so, But I love it. it. It sounds good, you know? Sounds good to me. Oh, like, I, it's hard to to uh, extract analysis from something like that. I guess what I can take from that is that Syracuse has a lot of young guns um, that they're excited about. So, uh, all right, we'll move swiftly into the next one. Well, actually, before which we was do, a question we, I asked before we do, okay. I think there's one thing that I took away outside of the crazy analogy, which is this. Doesn't it kind of sound like, and, and reading very deep into it, so feel free to squash it, doesn't it kind of sound like the type of thing that Dino would say to John Wildhack or, or anyone else that doesn't even have a position of authority on this to save his job? Like, yeah, I don't have results, and yeah, my defensive line might not be that, that good on paper, but a lot of young guys who want to play and have played a little bit and they haven't proven that much, but they're going to go out there and they're cats and they're going to move. You know, that is the, hey, I have some I will say, like for my guys who haven't done anything. That's the vibe I got, which I wasn't actually against because there is a lot to like about the Syracuse defensive line. When I say like, I mean get excited about. There are a lot of question marks, but the answers could be exciting too. I think Dino's excited about those, but it did come off as, 
yeah, I know what you're saying. Like, all of our guys are gone. But on the other hand, these guys are here. <laughs> Here's my thing about it. Like, I don't really think it comes off as saving his job. I do think that maybe he said that in a – like, that could just be Dino speak for we have some really young, talented guys. Yeah that we're excited about i mean that in dino what that is so i don't necessarily know if you can chalk it up into he's trying to save his job by saying that he's got no, no, yeah, I, I don't think he's saying this to save his job but it is the type of thing that i would say if i was dino babers and someone was questioning my job security well i wasn't i don't i don't okay well i, I don't think it was anything about job security i i think that it was just he doesn't necessarily have a ton to say about those guys. And that's what kind of comes out of Dino's mouth when that's the case. Um, so I don't really, I wouldn't read any further into it than that. Um, one about Sean Tucker and his work ethic and one about recruiting, which would you like to go with Brett? Let's go with Tucker. The Tucker one is, is interesting for a couple of reasons. Um, and he talked about Tucker a lot in the, in the, main room and in the breakout room uh he, he doesn't go home he the last time i saw somebody this focus was um oh my god i just blanked for a second oh don't do this to me it just happened <laughs> i just went totally blank my guy that went to the carolina panthers got drafted in the second third round my safety from say it again from Syracuse, you're saying? From Syracuse. You had a safety going in the second round. What was his name, Katie? Yes, thank you. The last oh, yeah. time, Fine. sorry, Andre. The last, the last <laughs> time I saw anybody work the way that Sean Tucker works coming out of the game was Andre Sisko. Andre Sisko came from IMG. He came in. He beat out a three-year starter and sent him to another university. He started for three years, and then he went to the pros. The way he went about his work every day was like, Coach, I'm going to the pros. And that's exactly what he did. Okay, third round draft pick. Sean Tucker's work ethic is like that. He he doesn't do what other people do. I mean, he works out. He goes to his room. He studies. I'm not saying he, he's just focused. He's not different. He's just extremely focused. And uh, you know, his goal is to go to the National Football League. And I'd imagine it would be this year. And if he can do that, that'll be great for him, and that'll be great for Syracuse all, along the way. Okay. 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 Now, before before we get off track and talk about how he forgot Andre Sisko's name, yeah, I would just like to say that the point of him saying this is that, first of all, Sean Tucker does not go home over break. When when students offered winter break, whatever break, summer break, I bet you he's there right now working out. He yeah. said, and he said this multiple times today that I heard, he said, I see Sean run every single day. He is better than last season. I, I don't know what to tell you. He is better than last season. He said that for him a couple times. Um, he, Christmas Day, the guy's in the gym working out by himself. He doesn't he doesn't care. He's just working. Sean Tucker is arguably one of the greatest workers, work ethics that Syracuse has ever seen. Um, and comparing him to Andre Sisko, even if he forgot his name, is that's that's pretty crazy. And like he said, Cisco, a guy who came in, took a guy's job, and went to the NFL about as fast as you possibly could. So that's huge for for Sean. Um, now we could say it was kind of wild. He forgot Andre Cisco's name. Uh, he did. I mean, 
he kind of rattled off his credentials right after that. So they're all that. But, uh, you know, well, I guess he also got everyone's the team wrong. wrong. What? He the yes, team he wrong, did get though. the team wrong, which yeah. I thought was crazy as well. But, you know, he, he had a lot of questions thrown at him today. So but we'll, but we'll I will say, we'll say, I will say this. And, and, yeah, I'm going to look past. I mean, he made a mistake, whatever. Um, very similar arcs for Tucker and for Cisco, right? Both guys who came in, both three stars, and both come in. Uh, surprisingly play right away for Tucker's instance. It was a largely because of injuries, but he still came in. He took other people's jobs. Cisco did as well. And the portal came into play for both. And Sean Tucker is that dude. And, and when they both took the jobs, you know, both played as freshmen, both shined as freshmen. And I don't think anyone was really questioning it. No one was like, oh, well, who's the kid? Everyone's like, oh, oh, that guy's different, you know? And so I, I think it's a huge compliment for, honestly, for both Cisco and for Tucker. Yeah, maybe Cisco's a little PO'd about being forgotten. But on the other hand, to be compared to Sean Tucker's pretty cool, too. Even though if you're in the NFL right now and you've already accomplished so much, that's pretty cool. So uh, yeah. I'm just excited about what you said that Dino said about how he's just better. He's better. He's Which is better. crazy. I'm crazy curious to see, you know what? I mean, so we talk so much about what a single player can do for a program. Obviously, getting uh, drafted into the NFL, especially as a high pick, will help recruiting. But imagine what seeing Sean Tucker work out on Christmas Day does for the freshmen, for the sophomores, even for the seniors. This guy's just outworking yeah. you. How can you go home? How can you open a bag of chips? When Sean Tucker is out there working and he's exactly. already better than you, I, I mean that is that's and this guy we ask for, and he's a three star. Like you mentioned, Cisco is a three star. Syracuse and Dino especially get a lot of flack for not getting huge prospects, uh, but they do get a lot of three stars that turn into stars. And I asked him about that as well. I think the biggest thing is we'll recruit those five and four stars, but getting them to say yes is one, some, one other thing. Now, they have to be five and four stars in, what, in our book. We're, we're not afraid to take some guys that we see the potential. We, can, we see where we think they can go with support, with a great support system, getting bigger, getting stronger, weights, conditioning. And then if you're, you know, I'm one of the guys that still believe that coaching matters. Don't get me wrong. I think Jimmy's and Joe's are important and maybe the most important thing. But give me a coach that knows exactly what he's doing. Give me a fabulous teacher that knows their subject inside out, and I bet you they can bring an average student along and make them better. So, I mean, he, he, he oh. chalks it up to his own coaching. I will say it's good to hear that they're going after five stars. Um, but, uh, you know, like he said, it's hard to make him say yes. It is, and, and the four stars too. Michael Jones, former four star, and it was interesting to hear what he had to say. We don't actually have the clip of it, but what he had to say about, and now he's the captain, uh, the quarterback of the defense, according to Dino Baber. So whatever he says should be taken as gospel. And he says that Syracuse is lacking in the nutrition department. They don't have a nutritionist. And that's actually costing the team big time. And that's a big takeaway for us, especially because we heard that. We heard rumblings about that when we spoke with Steve Linton's high school coach. Go check out the episode from a few weeks ago. And he said, you know what? I don't think Syracuse is giving these kids all the resources they need to succeed. And Michael Jones confirmed that. 
Yeah. Uh, Jones, he said, I believe, was uh, we can improve in terms of nutrition. Um, and if they had it, I think that Michael believes that that would take Syracuse's program to the next level. Uh, I know for a fact that Steve Linton's high school coach believes that. Uh, and Michael Jones being confident enough to say that to us and say, yeah, we do, we are lacking in the nutrition department. That's a red flag. Uh, I think that's a pretty big red flag. So, um, I'm sure you're going to get plenty of five and four stars when your best player or second yeah. best player, however you want to define it, is saying that. It's awesome. It's good True. for you. The funding might not be there like it is for a lot of other schools, but. This is a team that didn't have a special teams coordinator till this season, okay? If I'm Geno Babers, I'm going to John Wildhack, and I'm demanding that Syracuse's football program is treated like a Power 5 team. Go out. You're the only one. I guarantee that you're the only one who doesn't have one, or maybe one of few. So Syracuse is going to take that next step. It's going to be rudimentary things like that. You don't necessarily need flashy players. You have to fix what's within already, uh, and and that's a big flaw. I hear you. I agree. That's uh, that's a big red flag for a recruit, for a fan, and for a podcast host, too. (laughs) Well, if you want more on the ACC, and we thank you for making Lockdown Syracuse your first listen today and every day, go get more on the ACC. Making Lockdown ACC your second listen. Remember who was at the ACC kickoff today and will be uh, the day you're listening to this. And the local experts of Locked On take you across the ACC in 30 minutes. Make your make Locked On ACC your second listen. That is Locked On ACC. Brad and I will be back tomorrow with more content. We will see you then.